You want your five star matches? You want your thirty minute classics? Not me. Big meaty man slapping me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Slapping Mead Wrestling Podcast. My name is Randall Beatley, and yes, I know it's Monday, and I'm sure you're thinking, Randall, I thought you uh, posted on Wednesday. Well, a little bit of housekeeping. We're going to do this uh, four episodes a week now. Uh, I'm going to make this a daily show starting tonight. Um... I've been contemplating if I wanted to do this for a couple weeks now, and I just decided I'm going to try to do this. This may not stay long-term. I wanted to try to see, one, do I enjoy doing it, you know, four episodes a week, um, and is it beneficial for me to do it this way? So essentially, the schedule is going to look like this for at least this week and next week will be Monday show where we'll post every single day around this time, 10, 11 o'clock at night is when I'll record these and get it up as soon as the episode is done being recorded. Um, Monday show um, tonight, basically, th- th- this might end up being posted like midnight uh, on Tuesday just because of, you know, raw ends... Um, at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, and by the time I recorded, um, edit anything that may need to be edited, get it uploaded, and and all of that, it's probably going to take a little bit over an hour for that to happen. So that is the case there. Um, but these will be recorded and and posted at night. Um, just just so you know, just so you're not looking at for the show at, uh, in the morning, because typically I would would do it, you know, in the morning. The only difference with that could be Wednesday show. Um, so Monday show is basically going to be a review show of Monday Night Raw for that week. Um, Tuesday show will be a review show of NXT for that week. I feel like I'm one of the only people in the casual community that I, at least that I know of that talks about NXT, um, it's my favorite product in wrestling right now, to be honest, and so I want to give my perspective and introduce some more of the casual fans to the NXT brand, um, and give my opinions on that. Wednesday show will probably be posted at some point during the day, seeing that I have Wednesdays off from work, and it's going to be a That will be the episode where I gather all the news from the last week or so, and that we'll we'll discuss sort of the news side of the business rather than, like, reviewing a show. Thursdays will be off. We won't have a show on Thursday. 
Um, the reasoning for that is, one, there's really not much going on on Thursdays in terms of wrestling that I watch. Um, and two, starting in February, I'm actually going to be doing another podcast on Thursdays um, talking about American football, you know, NFL, college football, um, with a couple buddies of mine. And so I need to, I, I will record that around the same time I would typically record this show. And so I can't do both shows at the same time. So Thursday for this podcast will be um, no show. And then Friday will be a resu- uh, the results of review show of SmackDown. Um, anything that gets brought up there. Um, and then for uh, from premium live events, what will end up happening is most of the, the, the premium live events or premier live events, I don't remember, the PLEs is what I call them. Um, they're either Saturday or Sunday, right? So that Friday show... So this is important for, um, because this week, this Saturday is Royal Rumble. So this is a good example. So on Friday, we'll do the typical uh, review of SmackDown, and then we'll end that show with um, Royal Rumble predictions. And then next Monday, a week from today, we will begin the show reviewing Royal Rumble, and then we'll break into the Raw after Rumble, right? So that's how uh, PLEs will work. We'll do the Friday before the PLE. We'll do a review show, or excuse me, a preview show, and then the Monday after the PLE, we'll do a review of of the the, um, PLE. So with that being said, with all that housekeeping being kept up, um, please, like, go to my TikTok... Um, go and watch the video, subscribe, follow, you know, do all of that, post it to, if you're listening on Apple, post it to your library, that way you get the notifications when new episodes are posted, um, but this will be, for the time being, a daily show, um, I'm still contemplating, so if you are a listener, I would love to know, I'm contemplating posting on YouTube, with an audio, or excuse me, with a video version of the podcast. Um, it hasn't been something that I've really wanted to do, um, but if that's a, if that's something that you would, if you would prefer to watch a video recording rather than just listening to the audio, I would, I want to do what the audience wants. Um, so if that's something you will want, I'm more than capable of doing that. Um, so I'm contemplating doing that, maybe starting that going into February. All of that is still being contemplated. Um, uh, but hopefully um, this this works out. Hopefully this is some good quality uh, content that you guys like. Um, with that being said, let's get the plugs out of the way. Go follow me on TikTok and on Twitter. At We Too Deep 413. That's W E T O O D E E P 413. We Too Deep 413 on TikTok and on Twitter. Um, with that, let's review Raw. Um, and so uh, this is a this is a sort of special edition show 
being that it's the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. And so we have a bunch of legends here. So the show starts off with Hulk Hogan and uh, Jimmy Hart coming out and basically saying, what's up, Hulkamania, blah, blah, blah. Um, Honestly, completely not needed. Completely not needed. Um, uh, it, It was, to me, a waste of a start of the show. Um, and this has been my big issue with how WWE has started a lot of their shows is they do the then now forever together intro video if right, they do that video and then it sort of cold opens to the start of something rather than the intro video. Um, and that's fine. Like once a month. But when every episode of every show that WWE does cold opens, it it starts to get annoying. It starts to get not creative. Um, And so you do this cold open with Hogan and them, and and, and that's all you see of it, which is fine. I'm not going to sit here and complain. Um, it, 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 It was what it was. My biggest question is, and my biggest reason I bring that up is, Hey, had you done the the intro to the sh- the uh, the intro video, the intro song, maybe you could have done a little test of the audio of the mic Hogan had to make sure it worked before he went out there, um, because then you had to switch mics. Then they switched mics, and he said like three words with the new mic. It was just a whole awkward situation. But after that, um, we then get a video package that celebrated the thirty years of Raw. And then we get the bloodline, um, which continues the theme of the bloodline opening the show. And let me just say something about this this uh, this segment. So, preface. So, I'm going to do a little bit of something that I normally don't do, and that is I'm going to go through sort of each promo and each segment, and 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 talk through it. I don't typically do that when I do reviews because I'm typically not the type. Now, when we go over the matches, I'm not going to be like Meltzer where I go, then they did this move, and then they did this move, and then no, because I don't necessarily care about the moves. Um, but when we do have segments like what we have here at the Bloodline, we'll go over some of the things that were said. Um, um, so first off, it's important to acknowledge this is the Philly Philly crowd. And you could tell it was the Philly crowd because they were hype all night. Um, very good uh, place to do this uh, anniversary show. So Paul Heyman gets on the mic, and of course you get the ECW chance, ECW, ECW. Um, so Paul Heyman acknowledges this and said, "Hey, yeah, y'all did the ECW chant. However, ECW is dead, and I wish the same of Sami Zayn." He then. Um, accuses Sami Zayn of having a conspiracy against the bloodline where he's sort of in cahoots with Kevin Owens since day one. Um, and th- he then goes on. He, he, he Heyman's so good at the cheap heat. Well, and he sort of made fun of Philly and how they were gonna, going to get beat by Brock. Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers, right? Because the Eagles and the 49ers play in the uh, 
NFC Championship game on this upcoming Sunday. Winner goes to the Super Bowl. Um, and so, first off, that's a gr- I completely forgot that the Usos and Roman were 49er fans. This was a great use of of current events outside of WWE sort of being formed together with WWE. Um, and a good use of cheap heat. Right? I, I'm all for it. it. It was a cool little, little thing being said. Um, we then get this video package of evidence of Sammy being guilty of what Heyman charged him with. Um, Sammy then basically tries to give his defense, which basically is, I have no defense. Um, Roman then says, look, you're supposed to, you don't have a defense. How does this happen? You got, it's because of your ego. And that basically Roman was done with Sammy shit. He then says he, he screams for solo and solo is getting ready to spike him. Um, and Jay Uso stops it from happening. Um, Jay then rolls his own defense tape for Sammy, showing Sammy sort of protecting the bloodline, saying that he's bulletproof. Um, uh, Roman then basically says that Sammy's not guilty for now, and that he should give appreciation to Jay that finish the work that needs to be done tonight on Monday, but I don't want to see you again to Royal Rumble. Um, and then we get basically a hype up for the rest of the show and then a commercial. Um, so this first little segment, this first off, I didn't do justice describing it. You have to go and watch it. This is the best part of the night. And that's the case Every time the Bloodline does a, uh, a segment, it's the best part of the night. This had me 100% entertained. Um, this is the only segment of the night where my phone did not touch my hand the entire segment. Right? I was. It's hard to get me to pay attention to a show without being in my phone and using the show, especially Monday Night Raw. Um, and, and a lot of times I use Monday Night Raw sort of background music while I'm on TikTok or whatever, right? Paying attention halfway to it, um, especially during the matches, I'll do that. So this um, this segment, for, to have me for a good 15, 20, 30 minutes just staring at the TV screen... Y'all doing something right, because I typically don't do that. And that's my that that's my, my, my opinion on this is that this is what may, right? Everyone's coming out, and I've had a lot of people. My brother is one of them. I've had him on this show a couple times, as well as my friend Cody. And um, I've heard a lot of, from my brother that, oh, the bloodline is stale. The bloodline is boring. But it's not. It's the only thing that people are 100% paying attention to. When it's on the TV, right? When Roman Reigns, when the bloodline is on TV, whether you're cheering for Sammy, whether you're cheering for Roman, whether you're cheering for the Usos, you're cheering and you're paying attention, right? And that's the point I'm trying to make. There's no other point during the show where I could say, no matter who's on the screen, you're paying attention, right? Maybe Kevin, maybe Seth, but outside of that, as for a, as for a whole segment, there's a, like this is the only segment where... I gave 100% of my effort to, um, and, and this is why I'm kind of hesitant 
to end the Bloodline story. I think we could push this out till SummerSlam. Um, I really do. Um, if, if that's something Roman is willing to give time to. Anyway, I thought this was the best part of the night. It only goes down from here. This was a 10 out of 10. Like, if this was the show, if that's how Monday Night Raw went, and it was just the bloodline in this tribal court that they did, perfect show. It entertained the fuck out of me. Right? Then we had to get to the actual Monday Night Raw. Right? That we come back from commercial, we get the first match, tag team champ, Raw Tag Team Championship match, uh, Judgment Day versus the Bloodline, and it's Damien versus Dom in this match, versus the Bloodline, <sighs> yeah, okay match, like I, like I said, I don't necessarily pay attention to televised matches, because it's, to me, I'm not interested in a match, my philosophy has always been, the match should always happen at the pay-per-view. The match is all, should always happen at the pay-per-view. Um, and and that I really don't want to see matches during the televised stuff because I want that to be the plot line. I want that to build the plot to get me to watch the match at the premium live event. Um, so it's... A, it's it's an, it was an okay match. Basically, though, what ends up happening is... is um, we end up getting... I think it was Jimmy... Uh, does a dive to the outside. Kayfabe injures his knee. Um, they throw the X up, which we'll talk about here in a second. Adam Pierce comes down, basically says if the Usos can't compete, if he has to forfeit the match, they have to forfeit the titles. So Sammy then goes in and says, well, let Sammy Uso then compete for Jimmy, which Adam Pierce allows. So let's talk about the X. Because I've seen a lot of TikTok videos today after this. Like, why do they keep uh, throwing the X up if it's not a real injury? Because that, that sign is you for... Well, they use it, and I've already, I'm have already i pretty sure I've already said this on an episode um, a few weeks ago. They use the X now because they have to outsmart the Smarks. If, if you say, oh, they're injured, and the X doesn't go up, the people who are hardcore fans aren't going to believe it. And so you throw the X up to get them to believe it. Right, whether it's a real injury or not, right? You just throw the X up, right? Because that is the sign of injury. Um, and I do believe this is just a storyline injury, but um, for what it was, it was a decent match. Um, Bloodline end up winning. I will say this: Dominic Mysterio should not ever use the six one nine ever again. That was the weakest six one nine I had ever seen. In my life. Um, so, I also want to know, like, what are they going to do with Rhea? Like, what's, what's Rhea doing? Why is she interfering if no one's going to actually fight her? Are they going to bring out a woman in the bloodline? This felt like a perfect time for that to happen. Um, anyway, so the bloodline ended up winning. And Roman basically basically tells Paul, hey, I don't want to see him till, till Saturday. We end with that. So then we go to a backstage segment, which I love that Triple H has sort of incorporated these 
more in his booking. Um, we get a backstage segment. JBL runs into the Godfather, trying to get Baron Corbin in in the club. Uh, Godfather says Baron Corbin isn't on the list. JBL asks to talk to management. It ends up being Ron Simmons, a.k.a. Farouk, um, who was JBL's old teammate in the APA. Uh, they, they get bribed with cash, and then they allow them into the club. Um, and then we go to commercial. We come back from commercial. L.A. Knight is on the ring, or makes his way to the ring. He basically says that Bray Wyatt is a grown man playing with puppets, um, and that L.A. Knight says he's not afraid of it. Um, he's thinking about all the legends backstage, how they're living on their past glory, how Bray is living in his past glory, going through you know, the, uh, the different segments of his career with this gimmick. And basically, he challenges a legend to come down to a match, which he calls a preview of the pitch black match. Um, nobody answers, and so L.A. Knight basically says, that's what I expected. But then the unexpected happened. And that unexpected is The Undertaker shows up. Um... Undertaker shows up, uh, the dong hits, um, and, uh, so, you know, you think Undertaker's coming out, which in and of itself is cool, um, and then, uh, you end up with it being American Badass Undertaker, motorcycle and all, I'm a, I'm gonna be completely honest, I'm not the type of person that marks out a lot. Um, I marked out a lot. I marked out a little bit here. Go to my TikTok. I posted my reaction video. Um, American Badass Undertaker is the Undertaker I sort of remember growing up on. So I didn't watch 90s Taker. Um, I didn't watch sort of the original, you know, um, Undertaker. And I grew I was born in 97. I really didn't start watching wrestling as a child until the mid-2000s. So, like, The Undertaker I sort of grew up with was American Badass Undertaker. Um, and so, this has always been my favorite version of The Undertaker. Um, and so, I'm so happy that this was the one that came out. Um... Um, L.A. Knight basically says that he heard Taker called the, on Joe Rogan's podcast called the locker room soft. Um, and L.A. Knight basically said, you know, I'm going to give you a pass and let you stay retired as L.A. Knight tries, tries to leave Bray Wyatt makes his entrance backs up L.A. Knight into the ring who then, um, Undertaker then grabs, you know, gets ready like he's about to choke slam LA Knight. He then throws Knight to Bray Wyatt and we get in, who hits him with the sister Abigail. So my initial response to this was, this was the passing of the torch that should have been done at WrestleMania 31, right? If you remember, 
if you remember, uh, uh, WrestleMania 31, Wyatt versus Taker. This was after the streak ended. This should have been a match in which Taker lost two years in a row. Could have been a retirement match. Could have been the passing of the torch for, of Lord of Darkness to Lord of Darkness. But instead, for whatever reason, Taker restarts a streak, right? Which ends up only lasting like two years before he loses to Reigns at 33. Like, this should have happened, what, eight years ago? Uh, I'm glad it happened, but it's it's too late at this point, right? Um, We go back. Okay, so that segment ends where they go back to the poker room. Um, there's a bunch of other legends there. Um, they, they're playing poker. It's not really an interesting part of, of the show. Not really important. Um, we then see the steel cage lowering. We then go to commercial break, come back from commercial. Um, this is supposed to be the steel cage match from, for Bailey and, uh, Becky, uh, I think before they went to commercial, damage control came out, and then they went to commercial. We came back from commercial. Becky's making her entrance. EO and Dakota attack Becky. Um, and then Becky gets sort of locked in the cage with her. Adam Pierce comes out. Um, and then the match sort of ends. And there or well, match never began. There was no match that actually happened. So this was weird. This felt weird. Like, why would you promote this match to not do it? It felt weird to me. But come to find out, um, apparently the Bloodline segment went too long. Something had to be cut. This was what they decided to cut. Which I'm actually glad they cut this. Um, I'm not a big fan of using gimmick matches like this on on TV. This should have been a pay-per-view match from the get-go. Um, and so I think they, the way they did this sort of sets up that ability to continue to to do this match either at the Royal Rumble or later on down the line. Um, and that's fine. Um, we then go back to commercial break. They come back. DX comes out. Um, and while well, they have an extra member this time. Uh, Kurt Angle. So Road Dog goes into the normal DX entrance. The badass B- Billy Gunn, or excuse me, the Road Dog Jesse James, and he goes the badass Kurt Angle. Right. It's a uh, a really good, uh, funny segment. These segments with older DX are still just as funny. Uh, Kurt said that he always wanted to be in DX. He takes off his shirt, reveals a DX shirt underneath. Um, and then... Imperium uh, interrupts DX, right? When they get ready to... Let's get ready to suck it! Right, that part. So, Triple H is building that, and then Imperium enters. Um... Imperium basically challenges DX to a match. All of the old guys pass around saying that they're either retired or, or, uh, and all of that. 
saying they're too old or whatever, right? Um, which then they'll pull out. If only we had someone who would want to come out and fight, and then Seth Rollins, and then uh, if only he, you know, there's three of them, one of him. If only there was a tag team willing to 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 even the odds. Street Profits come out, um, and then tri- Triple H does a funny uh. Little part saying, you know, this booking isn't easy, man. Which I think is sort of a a, a a little jab at the people on the internet blaming Triple H for some of the bad booking. Triple H is going to have to accept that some of his booking is bad. Again, he, he said it jokingly. He said, if only there was some way we can make this official. And now comes Teddy Long. It's a tag team. Blah, blah, blah. Right? The same Teddy Long gimmick. You know, you expected some of this with the the anniversary show. It was fine. It ends up Kurt Angle is the special guest referee. Like I said, nothing very important in this match. Jerry Lawler's on commentary for the the match. Profits and Seth Rollins win. Again, nothing super important. Um, this match ends and you sort of go back to the poker match which seems to be sort of the thread that they're tying through the entire show. You end up getting DiBiase and IRS showing up, um, and then the eventual Ron Simmons damn part, and then we go to commercial. Um, Come back from commercial, Bobby Lashley interviewed by Kathy Kelly. Um, Flair comes out, introduces Charlotte. Who then gets interrupted by Bianca, who then gets interrupted by Sonya, Sonya versus Bianca after the commercial break. Again, nothing important here. I will say this. Here's where my interest is drawn up. The rumors have always been for the last couple months that I have seen that it's going to be Bianca versus Charlotte for the um SmackDown or Raw Women's. I've I've seen for the Raw Women's Championship, but it was going to be Bianca versus Charlotte at Mania. With Charlotte coming back and winning the title from Ronda, that all that seemed to mess things up. And so to me, my idea was that they were just going to have Alexa win the title off of Bianca, and then have Bianca go over to SmackDown and challenge Charlotte. Um, but with this interaction. I got the thinking. Could they be trying to unify the women's championship? Now, I don't like this idea because there's already too many women involved. Could this be a winner-takes-all at Mania Charlotte versus Bianca? I don't like that idea. I would prefer that they added more women's championships, not take away. Um, But is the plan still Bianca versus Charlotte, champion versus champion? Right, winner take all. Um, I don't know. We go to break. We get Belair versus Deville. Bianca wins. Obvious result. Um, nothing special here. Bianca then gets on the mic, and I'm going to say this: I've been often critical of Bianca Belair's promo, and I realized that the reason I didn't like her promo was because I was comparing it to every other promo. And Bianca Belair is not like every other woman. Her promo skills aren't bad. When you go and understand that she's realistically who she is and that she's not changing anything about herself, 
and that this promo or her promo abilities are through her voice and and the way she actually talks, just a little bit more exaggerated. They're a good promo. I think a lot of people dislike her promo skills because they don't understand some of what she's saying or they don't like the way she talks, um, which is fine. You don't have to necessarily like her, but I don't think she's awful. Um, this promo today was okay. It, it, it I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. Basically, she said that she uh, did forget about Alexa, that this was just a pre uh, preview, that she could bring Uncle Howdy or Bray Wyatt or the whole playhouse. Be, doesn't matter. Bianca's still going to be champion. And Bliss then appears on the Tron. Um, basically, that saying that Bianca is the... Uh, that Alexa's Bianca's on the obstacle, that it's not Howdy or Bray Wyatt. That Alexa doesn't need anyone's help. Blah, blah, blah. Typical promo that we've been getting from Alexa. We go to um, commercial break following a Cody Rhodes vignette that they've been airing. Come back from commercial. Miz is in the ring complaining why there hasn't been a Miz TV or a title match or anything like that. Owens comes out. Stunner calls out Roman. Um, blames Roman for holding the title hostage. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, Kevin Owens is the voice of the IWC. Um, which is the reason why I'm not cheering for Kevin Owens for this match because they, I don't necessarily like that argument. I'll be honest with you. Um, Miz gets another stunner, stunner, Austin Theory entrance. And then, uh, we go to commercial break. We then get the main event, which is Theory versus Lashley, which is a no DQ match. Again, pretty standard televised uh, match between these two. And it ends with a Brock Lesnar showing up, F5-ing Lashley, F5-ing Theory on two Lashley, one, two, three. Theory retains the title. This is definitely setting up Lashley versus Lesnar at, at WrestleMania. Thank God. Because um, my initial... The initial plan that I heard was that it was going to be Lash, or excuse me, Lesnar versus Gunther, which made no fucking sense. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm happy with Lashley versus Lesnar going in the Mania and building that up. Um, so yeah, as a whole, like I said, the Bloodline segment really... It, Raw started off fire, and then it became typical Raw again. Uh, it, it, again, it's a, a B-minus episode. It wasn't anything special, right? You take out the Bloodline, you take out uh, American Badass Undertaker coming out, there wasn't anything special to this episode. Um... So, with that being said, let me know what you guys think about the episode. That's all I got here um, for this episode of the uh, Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. Again, my name's Randall Beatley. My Twitter and my TikTok, again, is We2Deep413WETOODEEP413. I will see you again tomorrow night around the same time. We'll go over NXT. Um, until then, I will see you tomorrow.